What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another exciting, extravagant, um, I ran out of adjectives. Give me another one. Tremendous. Ginormous. Super duper awesome sauce. Slice of sarcastic late night. What? Nailed it. Completely nailed it. Yes. Episode of the Entry Code Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I am one of your hosts, Ryan Welch, with Triple J, John Jefferson Jr. Is that my name? Yes. I thought I was super handsome now. You can be. We didn't officially change it. I gotta go see a man about a horse. Yes, yes. As soon as it's changed, you know what? What we need to do, and I know it's hard for the audio listeners to follow, but if you come in with a, a name tag that says the super handsome one or something like that, then we'll just add it to the show, and it'll be just, it'll be canon then. Can I be the super handsome chosen one? It just uh, rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? That was pretty good. I'm not gonna lie, that was pretty good. Yeah. The super handsome chosen one. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Well. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> as we figure out our nicknames for this podcast, tonight we have a really awesome show for you, we think, at least. Uh, we just wrapped up WWE's SummerSlam, held in Orlando, Florida, at the... I don't even know. The non-performance center. The Thunderdome. The Thunderdome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got you for three minutes. You wait like three no hours, sucker. <laughs> uh, yes, the WWE moved to a brand new arena um, in Orlando. The Amway Center, I want to say it is. Anyway, they're out of the performance center, yes. at least for the time being. And we'll talk about that more in detail here in just a little bit. But tonight's episode, we want to talk to you about SummerSlam. What we liked, what we didn't like. Overall, though, spoiler alert, pretty solid show. Yeah. I think it was... was, Finally, we're going to have something that we're not going to complain about too much. Yeah. I was happy. Yeah. Pretty happy. Pretty good show. Um, After that, we want to talk a little bit about what we thought of DC Fandom. That was what a good is, show, too. What is it with the domes this weekend? Saturday was DC Fandome, and then tonight was Thunderdome. You're probably going to hear a lot of the Macho Man voice coming out tonight. Just fair warning you. Yeah. What you going to do <laughs> when Rest- the Macho powers come for you? <laughs> Rest in peace, Macho Man. We, we miss love you. you. We love you. <laughs> so there was a lot of action yesterday at DC Fandome. So we'll wrap up the show talking about the trailers that we saw, what we liked, and, you know, kind of what we're hoping for when they continue the Fandome experience in September. I think it's called, like, the like the Hall of Heroes or doing something like that. But anyway, we'll get to that later. As per usual, we want to mention and remind you that we are accessible on social media as well as our Anchor.fm page. So if you want to leave us a voicemail on Anchor.fm, if you want to leave us a comment, a question a concern, whatever. We are on social media at EnterCodePod on Twitter and on Facebook. And then on Instagram, we are at EnterCodePodcast. So we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear some feedback from you. And, you know, maybe your thoughts. What you liked about SummerSlam if you actually watched it or <laughs> if you watched any of the, the the cool stuff from DC fandom. Right. And as always, if you like what you hear from us, please share it on your social media as well. We want to help this thing grow and we need your support. So... That's right. Yes. we the, the likes are nice, liking a post, but you know what? If you gave us some feedback after listening to an episode, that'd be a huge help. So we know exactly what John needs to fix in order to um, you know have a better experience. I'm the chosen one. Podcast. I am perfect. 
I don't need to fix anything. <laughs> is it me? It's me. It's, I wasn't going to say me. anything. I'm not pointing any fingers. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. I accept that. I accept that. Um, I'm going to be going to the Thunderdome um, next week, I think. And I'm, I'm going to prove myself to John that okay. I'm, I'm able to run this podcast. I'm okay with this. Okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so, once again, we watched, uh, just wrapped up SummerSlam. Uh, you, you know, hashtag dad life. We usually start things a little bit late. Um, also, but not too late. Usually, you know, the shows run really long. And this one had a really good flow. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of good matches. It didn't seem like it was too... Um, too drawn out. Too anything. drawn out. And luckily not too gimmicky this time around. So, no, we didn't have swamp matches. You know, we didn't have funhouse matches. We didn't have, you know, bone boneyard matches or anything bone like that. Bonesaws ready! <laughs> Sorry, we Spider-Man had, movie reference. We're just, we're just gonna, all night long, by the way. <laughs> everything, everything has to do with Macho Man. It's just running through our heads. Um, so, pretty solid show. So, I, my question first, first and foremost, because I wasn't able to see the first show in the quote-unquote Thunderdome that they showed off, uh, I believe it was Friday for SmackDown. That was the first time they got out of the the Performance Center. What did you think of the broadcast in general in terms of being in a bigger arena, like what they're used to being in, um, as well as the digital fans? What would you think? Um, You know, it's nice to have the audience there, even though it's a virtual, I get it, keep everyone safe. Mm -hmm. We don't need anyone, you know, suffering from the COVID. Yep. And it was nice to hear, even though it might be like pre-recorded, like crowd cheers, you can still see when the crowd likes something or dislikes it because it's live. They're there. They're like, yeah, something happened. Or they're like, eh. Or they're like, you suck. And it's like, oh, yeah, I relate. They do suck. Mm-hmm. I think so. I, I think we can. it's safe to say they stole the idea from the NBA with their bubble that they have going on with the playoffs and their last, what, what was it, like eight games they mm-hmm. had in the NBA before they started the playoffs. Um with them, you know, they introduced the, the the virtual fans where, and I would say that in the NBA games, the virtual fans are kind of calm, you know, mm-hmm. not nothing too crazy. More reserved. Right. Every once in a while, you'll see like a dog, which is cool. It's just like, <laughs> oh, hey, that's awesome. You know, or just something funny like that. But I, I did appreciate that the virtual fans here were a little more animated. Well, it's um, wrestling fans. They're always right, more animated. Right. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad they weren't just kind of like sitting there and watching it. Yeah, you know? this is fun. They're like, ah! Yeah, we got some cheers. We got some thumbs up. We got some thumbs down for the good <laughs> bad guys. Um, we'll end some for some guys that I didn't think were bad guys, but they had some thum- thumbs down on the screen, which I thought was kind of interesting. Right. Um, also pretty cool were, were the amount of fans that they had. Um in the NBA, I want to say there's one big screen and maybe like five rows of fans watching the games. Something I mean, it's, like it seems pretty small. So they had, I want to say, ten rows up of screens, and it wrapped around probably a quarter of the arena. So you got camera shots from, you know, the normal camera shots of them being right there, and then you know, corner shots you see more screens. So a lot of fan opportunities, and pretty much the same policy as as the NBA has, where you have a form you fill out saying you're not going to do anything bad <laughs> on screen. <laughs> Stuff like that, and then they'll they'll like notify you and let you know if you qualify or if you were picked to be one of the fans. Um, there wasn't a sign that popped up. Oh yeah. Um, 
<laughs> there are right now there are uh, some pretty serious allegations against uh, the, the NXT superstar Velveteen Dream, and one of the fans put up a sign that said "Fire Velveteen Dream." Yeah, it was gone like in like seconds. Yeah, but you saw it there, and you're like, "Oh, yeah!" You saw it right when right when Sasha Banks was being introduced and doing her thing in the ring. Uh, I mean, pretty clear. It was like in the front row, which mm-hmm. was crazy. Um, so, you know, those little things are going to slip by, obviously, but they were able to, to you know, clear that space out pretty quickly. Um, but I, I think it was enjoyable. It was cool seeing the pyro again. I'm not going to lie. The, the, the pyrotechnics and the fireworks. It was nice. It was kind of a little bit of sense of normalcy. Yes, yes. Especially in the long walks. We, I don't know if we've joked about this before i'm sure we have but randy orton is notorious for walking very slowly down to the ring and so when it was in the performance center obviously he couldn't do that because the ramp is like a quarter of the size yeah so he was back baby back you know just sauntering down that ring as slowly as humanly possible Mm -hmm. um (laughs) so yeah like you said, brought about brought about a sense of normalcy, which was pretty awesome. What I appreciated. So I do have the rundown here, John. Or oh, actually, I did have the rundown here. Maybe I have to type it in. Well, uh, let's go ahead and let's kind of go through match by match, okay. and let's talk about what we liked and what we didn't like. And again, I think overall we liked a lot of stuff so we uh one thing i didn't get to we didn't get to watch was the uh the the pre-show there's only one match on the pre-show which was for the united states championships it was apollo creed versus mv or apollo cruz apollo creed i know right (laughs) (laughs) wrong era um apollo cruz versus mvp where uh cruz did defeat mvp to retain the belt nice um so good for him they want to keep they're keeping the belt on him which i i truly appreciate so the pay-per-view itself started off with the SmackDown Women's Championship where Bailey was defending against Asuka. So pretty interesting stipulation where Asuka actually had two matches tonight. One, the first one was against Bailey, and then for the SmackDown Women's Championship, and then uh, she uh, also went against Sasha Banks later on in the show for the Raw Championship. Um, Pretty solid match, I thought, to start. You know, some good moments there, some good spots. Um, kind of predictable with the winner being Bailey. Um, what 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 do you think? Storyline's kind of playing out like I thought it would. Like you know, of course Bailey keeps her belt because Sasha helps her, and yes, that's just kind of the dynamic. Is you know, putting Bailey's needs first, and I get it. That's just the story. Yep, yep. They um, they, you know, they help each other out, or do they? Dun dun dun! We'll talk about that here in just a second. But <laughs> yes, Bailey did defeat Asuka. Um, again, solid match. I thought it was a good start. Yes. Uh, after that, we had the Raw Tag Team Championship, uh, which was between the Street Profits and Andrade and Angel uh, Gar- Garza. Angel Garza. Angel Garza. What a handsome man. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's kind of man pretty. I'm confident enough in my sexuality. That's right. That's okay, right. We can say it. Say it. We yeah, can say it. Cool. Yeah. Good, good tag teams. Very yes. exciting wrestlers. Um, I was cooking dinner during most of the match, but what I saw was okay. I thought it was pretty decent. You watched more of it. What, what did you think of the match? It was a good, solid match. Um, it was over faster than I thought it was going to be. Yes. Yeah. I'm glad the Street Profits won, and they just work well together. Like, the chemistry's there. 
I, I still miss their, you know, rivalry with the uh, War Raiders or Viking Raiders, whatever they're called. Oh, oh they're stuck in the underground now, brother. Uh, <laughs> don't get me started on that. That's for another episode. I could do a whole episode just talking about that. Yes, we can. My yes, love can. for it. Yeah, you can hear that in my voice, right? <laughs> you love it. But the Street Profits won. Yeah. And, you know, due to, uh, what's her name? Vega. Vega. Yeah. What, uh... Oh, Selena. Selena. You want her first name? Gotcha. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, Vega, Street Fighter. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wrong one, wrong one. So she got hit off the ropes, and that caused Andrade to get distracted. Yeah. And so he wasn't there for the tag for Garza. Mm-hmm. So then the Street Profits hit their tag team. And man, Montez Ford, just watching him like mid turn in the air and the amount of altitude he gets yeah. for that frog splash. I can't even imagine how much that hurts when he oh. crashes down. <laughs> When he crashes down on him. Just a thing of beauty. I, I find it interesting that, you know, especially lately, I, I, I think that Selena or Zelina Vega makes a really good manager, just a really good heel manager. So I just, I find it interesting that there's keeps having moments every week where, you know, she's kind of losing control of her, of her group, mm-hmm. you know, um, I found that very interesting. And again, another moment where one of her one of her one of her boys knocked her off the ring. The other one got distracted. Andrade got like you said, Andrade got distracted and then uh Angel ended up getting the pin or getting getting pinned by by the Street Profits. Do do you think they're trying to set up like them breaking up? I mean, I could see that happening. Okay. Usually that's kind of like a sign like a team is going to split when the manager is causing losses. And- right, right. I don't know. We've seen I, that I, happen a lot back in the day. So. True, true. I, I was kind of excited when she had that stable going for a little bit before... All this happened. Yeah. She had, uh, what's his name? Austin? Austin Theory? Yes, so, yes. Yeah. Before he became a disciple of Seth Rollins. Well, and now he's not even on TV, so I don't even know what's going on there. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I kind of want her to stick around. I would like her to continue being a manager and, and, and having these these good, bad dudes on her team and yes. wrecking havoc, but... We'll see. We'll see how it goes. So pretty, pretty decent match. Um, one match. The match after that was a little uh, surprising for me because I, I thought it was going to be really bad, but it didn't end up as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, but that was Mandy Rose versus so- uh, Sonia Deville. It was a no disqualification match, um, and unfortunately, it got changed last minute from being a hair match, which I thought would have been funny hysterical who's getting shaved yes exactly who's losing her hair um but it ends up being a loser leaves wwe match so overall what i was worried about is i I haven't really seen them on tv wrestling they've been around moving the storyline along Mm -hmm. you know cutting promos and things like that but they haven't been wrestling so i'm just i kept thinking oh man this is gonna be just horrific because of how rusty they are yeah not their skill level they they can put on a great match it's just I th- just still uh, yeah like and not their fault like i wouldn't blame them for this it's just kind no. of the writing how it is during covid right now it's just very weird the rona. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um <laughs> so um rose Ma- uh, mandy rose got the got the surprise pinfall on sonia deville so apparently she's gone i don't know she tweeted out goodbye <laughs> so but is she though i don't think she is no way 
That'd be messed up. Or maybe she's taking like a little mental leave just because of what happened to her. Yes, she um she is actually the victim of a real life stalker and break in situation in her home in Florida. So that that's a really good point actually. She could be just taking time off to deal with the legal stuff about that. Well, and not only that, just the traumatic issues yeah. of having that happen. Um, because he was yeah. like mess. Anyway, bad situation. You can look it up online if you want to. But the stalker was messing her bad stuff, and you know, got into her house. So pretty, uh, pretty scary situation. So hopefully, just with the time off, she can she can um, get back to the way she was, and hopefully, some normalcy in her life. And more importantly, hopefully, that stalker goes to jail. Uh, yeah. I mean, they got they got video evidence. <laughs> Like they got all kinds of evidence. Lock him away. Yeah, he's he's gonna be done. He's gonna be in jail for a while. So good, good for that. Um, But match wise, again, I felt like there was some rust, but wasn't as bad as as no. They pulled it it off. It was a good, clean finish. Yep, I was happy. Yeah. Um, Rest in peace to the table um, that Mandy Rose kept trying to lift up, and it just was that was that was a rough part. A little heavy. I don't know. She couldn't get it up. She just couldn't. She couldn't put it on the on the legs. So. Unfortunate. Um, after that, though, we had, in my opinion, a very, very surprising match in terms of how good it was. And so that was Dominic Mysterio. Yes, that's right. Dominic Mysterio. Son of the great Ray Mysterio. Son. Like the six foot tall son that's of Ray Mysterio. <laughs> he tall. <laughs> he big. Um, and he went against Seth Rollins in a street fight. So, what, what, what did you like about the match? I, I can talk for a while about that, right. but what did you like? I like that, you know, his gear was kind of like paying homage to his dad. Like, you know, he had the Mysterio side pieces on the hoodie. Yes. But it was like, it was still, you know, yeah, I'm Mysterio, but this is me coming on my own. And then, again, Seth Rollins, who had kind of almost like making fun of Mysterio wearing the purple, like what he had in WCW, Ooh. like the, the phantom purple that he yeah. wore for a while. And you got to play um, the villain role and like taunt him. Yes, and... exactly. It was good. It was, it was a good mix for this, but their kits were pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. But it was a good match. Like, you know, for Dominic's first, like in ring, like wrestling match, like he had good spots, like his hang time on the frog splash. I was like, wow. Okay. Yeah. Pulled off some clean six one nines. All right. Yep. One was on the ground or on the tar- on the um, on the mat, which was kind of cool, and yeah. then it's more traditional through the ropes. Yeah. Yeah. It was solid. Um, th- there was in the beginning, I think, some nerves because th- I think there was a was it a hurricanrana that he kind of flubbed a little bit. Um, j- just towards the beginning mm-hmm. of it, just just a one little tiny tiny little flub. And then it, it, it just worked. It clicked really well. And it was one of those matches where they needed to show, you know, progress the story. So it was very, there were some slow spots where Seth Rollins was being malicious and he was beating up, you know, um, Dominic and in front of Ray and, you know, using kendo sticks and all kinds of stuff and, and, you know, yelling at Ray, oh, come on in, come save your son. You know, just, like, well, I guess we should have put this in before we started talking about this match. Dominic asked Ray not to interfere in the match. He's like, you know, Seth has put our family through all this. I need to take care of this as a man and yep. do this on my own. So please don't interfere. Yeah, Dom, Dom said, I'm going to snatch your other eye if you interfere. It was, <laughs> it was pretty dark. Wow. Pretty... <laughs> no, he didn't say that. Wow, really? Can't take you anywhere. Nope, nope, you cannot. But it was interesting just seeing, you know, Dominic taking a beating and Ray, like, fighting. You know, because as a parent, you want to protect your child. And the whole time, Dominic was getting whooped on. I mean, he had some spots where he was coming out on top. Mm-hmm. And then there's a moment where, you know, Seth was taunting 
uh, Rey Mysterio's wife because she came out to, yep. she was going to interfere yep and he, you know kudos to Seth because not only is he good at selling to help Dominic look good he's also really good at being the villain yes yeah he he probably I, I can't imagine a better c- opponent for Dom than than Seth it worked out really really well they I think they did the storytelling aspect of it really well and you know Seth I think is pretty patient and pretty and just good worker in oh, general yeah. um you know sting mess up aside <laughs> all those years ago um but he, he was really the the best opponent for Dom that he could probably have do you think here's here's my question do you think Dominic is going they're going to continue this story like, do you think Dom's going to wrestle again? Do you think Dom might wrestle someone else and have, like, a new feud? Like, is he permanently on the roster? I could see this feud going longer. Because mm-hmm. I don't see, you know, one shot and done. Right. Like, you're going to spend all that time on wrestling gear and then you only get one match. No, I think he's going to come back and maybe we'll have a tag match with him and Ray mm-hmm. against, you know, Rollins and Murphy. Ooh, that'd be interesting. I can see that. I think it all depends on the Ray's contract situation, though, because isn't he close to being done? I don't know. Maybe that's why they're having a pay-per-view next weekend. <laughs> right? Like, we just finished one, and we got one next weekend. That's right. Surprise! That's right. Let's get him. Let's, let's, let's use Ray one more time before he, before he sails off in the sunset. <laughs> Uncle Vince want that money. That's right. Overall, though, just a really solid match. It yeah. was good. There was good storytelling involved. And so, yeah, now it's just this weird moment of, are they going to do what they kind of do with all these other storylines and just drop it and try something new, or are they going to keep this going? So, you know, I, I, I've i already mentioned this before. I'm a fan of keeping the the, the, yeah. the storylines going. For, if it's a good storyline. Yeah, yeah. And, and this, I can get behind this. It's not stupid eye for an eye. Yeah, like, I can just more, get behind you know. this family respect you know yes payback yep exactly exactly right uh after that solid match we got the sasha banks versus oscar uh for the raw women's championship match another one that was very good very solid and some good storytelling in there where in the beginning of the show sasha was helping out bailey a little bit you know so uh, so bailey can retain in this case, though, it did not happen. Where I think there was a moment where like Bailey tried to help, and then but didn't wasn't like moving quick enough. It was it was mm-hmm. interesting to sow enough like doubt, I think, into the partnership. Um, where unfortunately Sasha tapped out to Oscar, and Oscar re- uh, reclaimed the Raw Championship belt as she should. As she should, yeah, they, she needed the belt back. Yes. <laughs> um, overall, though great lots of good spots um they work so well together sasha and oscar so hopefully you know the and we'll talk about this in a second but with this pay payback pay-per-view that's shockingly next weekend which i don't think i've ever seen ever in the history of wwe having pay-per-views back to back no um you know i i'm sure this storytelling is gonna keep going but just interesting little little moment of you know Bailey not helping Sasha and you know kind of wondering where they're gonna go with that storytelling. Mm-hmm. But um, I think they mentioned in the broadcast that they're gonna be defending their tag belts next weekend. They are, yeah. So we'll see how it goes. But any any anything stand out to you in there? Anything with the storytelling or just match in general? I mean, it kind of played out like I was hoping it would, where mm-hmm. you know Bailey got to keep her title and then Sasha lost her title to Asuka and you know like you're saying 
Bailey had that one little spot where she was trying to help Sasha. She got hit and instead of like, you know, maybe distracting the ref or something, she's over there like nursing her injury. Yeah. And, you know, Sasha ends up tapping out. And you can see in the end, like, you know, Bailey Bailey's like holding her title and it's almost like taunting Sasha. Uh-huh. Like her the title. I don't know if you caught that, but that it was, was like good, yeah. cleverly they just placed right in front of Bailey. And I didn't I was like, catch that. That's that's a good observation. It's like okay, yeah, throw salt in that wound. Right. Sorry oh. you lost, but you know we're still tag champs, and I'm still the SmackDown Women's Champion. Mm-hmm. You still love me. We're best friends, right? That's um, right. I got mine. <laughs> interesting. I didn't notice that with the placement of the belt. Yeah. That's very interesting. Um, I, I'm, I, I think the only thing that bugged me, uh, was just the submission. I, I, and I, I think just, you know, Sasha's so good. And I, I think I'm just more of a fan of pinfalls instead mm. of submissions. Cause especially in some cases where it's like, man, this is a powerful wrestler. Why are they submitting? You know, I mean, Sasha has been through a lot and she's a warrior. Like, mm-hmm. why are you submitting? You know, like, I'd rather almost get a pinfall, but I get it. It's it's totally fine. It's just my weird personal preference no, for, for them. Because they put on such a good show and it's like, oh man, that's kind of weak. You know, she's such a good villain. Like, why, you know, mm-hmm. weaken her status with a submission instead of a pinfall? But anyway, doesn't matter. I, I think we can pretty much, I mean, we know they're going to be fighting next weekend for their tag belts. I wouldn't be surprised if they threw in some kind of championship belt opportunity with mm-hmm. Asuka. So anyway, we'll see. We'll see how that goes, but solid, solid match. And then the night got even better. Um, for the WWE championship, it was Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. That was a good one. Good match. My goodness. Man, those guys are massive men. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Right, um, we went to a, um, a WWE house show last year in June and they had uh drew mcintyre versus roman reigns and john and i kind of both looked at each other during like as he's walking drew mcintyre is walking down the ramp and it's like holy crap this guy's humongous yeah just a massive dude and ryan and i aren't small dudes like we're easily over six foot yep absolutely i felt like a little kid yeah just just (laughs) i'm just like just tall and just beefy yeah he a thick boy He's a man. He's a man. He's a Scottish man. <laughs> so he just big dude. And Randy Orton's, you know, he, he's tall. You know, he's been a tall guy too forever yeah. and ever. Um, I think there were some questions about, for me at least, this kind of direction of Randy Orton going after the belt. You know, he's kind of been on the, he's been on this binge of taking out legends, right? Being the legend killer again, mm-hmm. which is fine. That's told. That's you know, he's done that before. And it's been very popular, so he's doing it again, and that's fine. Um, I guess I was just surprised that he w- had a shot at the championship with all the other wrestlers that are <laughs> that are on the roster. But overall, though, the match was really good. Great moments of Drew getting frustrated at Randy, because Randy, you know, he's the apex predator, so he's going to you know, not play by the rules and play by the book. He's going to do anything that he takes, he can to win. Mm -hmm. Um, So frustrating Drew early on by sliding in and out of the ring, frustrating him there. Um, It just, anyway, good, good, solid, solid match with a really good ending where you think their finishers are going to happen and then they miss them. And then it's just a surprise finish where Drew won. Um, Do you think they're going to keep going with Orton? 
they kind of have to, right? You got to do something. Like, we need a good, long-lasting rivalry with someone for Drew. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. After every pay-per-view, he spots someone, and then that rivalry's over. And yes. It's like, okay, the champ needs competition. Yeah. Like, back in the day, you know, Rock, Triple H, when they were champions, that was, like, years on end. Yes. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I, I, and they work really well together. So, definitely, for me, yes, keep going with this, and let's see where it goes with Payback and beyond. Um, just kudos to Drew for being a champion during COVID and trying to make things work in such a weird time. That's, that's something that kind of stuck out to me, too. Just, he's never been, <laughs> he, he hasn't been champion in front of a crowd. You know what I mean? Like, when he won the belt at WrestleMania, no crowd. That's true. No one in the audience. Like, the last time the audience, like, live audience saw him was the Royal Rumble when uh-huh. he knocked out, or he kicked off uh, Lesnar's head, which was oh, still so good. Ah, a thing of beauty. So if you haven't good. seen it, watch that video best so right after SummerSlam we can mention this right after SummerSlam they have a great they had a great uh, they have a documentary series called uh, 24 Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like 24 hours into something so they finally showed the behind the scenes that went to into Wrestlemania and what was cool about that sorry side tangent (laughs) (laughs) I I don't mean to we do this a lot but you know um, how we roll that's how we do it um they they interview um Rhea Ripley and she's talking how excited she is to be fighting in front of all these people in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers stadium and like 80,000 people or whatever and she's super excited and then it's like a week later (laughs) you know um just COVID gets worse and that's when they decide that they can't do it in front of everybody. They have to do it in front of the performance center. So, you know, seeing that documentary and just how the wrestlers handled it uh, is really fascinating. So if you have the WWE Network, definitely watch that because it's super interesting and super cool. But anyway, you you the reason why I brought that up is, is Drew is interviewed at, you know, he was doing this promo in Scotland for the whatever English network that shows wrestling, whatever partnership they have yeah. that shows the, the shows um, and how he was whisked away super quick because they're worried about flights being canceled and borders being closed. And I mean, they needed him back. Um, so it's just kind of interesting seeing his, his rise in the WWE and then how he was let go. And then now he's back at the top. And again, just kind of interesting that Drew has never been the champion in front of a crowd. I guess now he's been the champion in front of a virtual crowd, which is this better is than true. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so the last thing to, to mention um, was the match that we, I think, were most worried about. Um, and that was between Braun Strowman and The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. Ooh, that entrance. Oh, okay. Let's start. Let's talk about that. Yes. So The Fiend's entrance belongs in a huge stadium or or an arena like the lasers that they used the 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 how loud the music sounds the the images that flashed on the screens and oh it's just it just just the whole like the experience like it just uh yeah like you know we're talking about randy orton and like his slow entrance we're tired of that because this takes forever but slow inches for the fiend and just the effects and yeah all that was just great it works super super well and so
that entrance back in an arena <laughs> was perfect. It was the best. I I was so ecstatic to see that. And the song is so cool. It just rocks. It just uh I still get goosebumps just thinking about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. And creepy. It's also creepy too cuz you know, he's got the lantern <laughs> that right. like looks like him. Anyway, it's so so cool seeing that entrance. But I think we were worried mostly about storyline. You know, the swamp match that they had was not great. And kind of the build up to this match of Braun being this bad guy and you know, he's he's <laughs> didn't destroy Alexa Bliss, but like, you know, yelled at her and like body slammed her basically mm-hmm. in the in the lead up show. It was super interesting to see what they were going to do with this. So, I, what did you think of what did you think of the? I I, I shouldn't be speaking for both of us. <laughs> what, what did you think of the lead up with continuing this story? Uh, I'm glad they continued it. Like it's been up and down, but just you know, I think this is the end. But who knows? Like. They yeah. didn't do anything with Alexa Bliss. Like, I totally expected her to like play a role tonight. Uh huh. And maybe they kept her out just for health. You know, they don't want too many superstars. Yeah. And of course, in the back of my head, I'm like, where's Retribution? Like, they didn't make an appearance. No, they didn't. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. So, lots of questions for sure about this. So, the the big story though, besides the Fiend winning, the Fiend wins, gets the belt. But the return of our hero. Roman Reigns is back, baby! Roman Reigns is back. The big dog came back, laid out the fiend, laid out Strowman. Strowman took a bunch of chair shots. Um, Roman Reigns stands tall, holds the belt up in front of the fiend, who's, who's, uh, you know pretending to be out cold but you, you know what i mean he's right. down he's the down whole for time the he's trash talking he's like you guys are nothing unless i'm here that's right like this is my house and i was like oh okay you, you know he he was <laughs> sporting that brand new shirt that brand new merch you know john mentioned very um accurately that he had to straighten out the shirt a couple times to make mm-hmm. sure that it was uh <laughs> advertisement the, the fans to see it is on the wwe shop already by the way <laughs> um and it, it's a nice shirt i'm not gonna lie it's cool um do you I, I think what was most surprising for me, I always thought he was off camera because of his immune deficiency, because he went through can, you know, cancer treatments uh, or leukemia treatments, leukemia. leukemia treatments. So I thought for health reasons, he wasn't wrestling, but then kind of confirmed in the documentary, or at least from a pers- from Braun Strowman's perspective, he was out on more of paternity leave because he had just had twins yeah. Um, leading up to WrestleMania. Hashtag dad life. Hashtag dad life, man. You gotta you gotta handle your business, even though he was, you know, I we're we're pretty sure he was going to win the belt <laughs> at WrestleMania mm-hmm. before he had to 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 drop out. Um overall though, I think it's gonna be interesting. Do you think he's gonna wrestle next week? I could see that happening. Yeah, yeah. Against Fiend, do you think, or maybe Strowman? Maybe both. Triple, like a triple threat, threat? The belt. Oh gosh, that's He's a lot of you know reestablish his dominance. That's a lots a lot of beefy boys in one ring. I'm okay with this. <laughs> <laughs> could be good. It could be good. It'll be nice to see Roman wrestling again. I mean, he got some good shots obviously when he attacked the two, but um, it'd be kind of interesting, yeah, to see if like a triple threat or I don't know. Do you think? Do you see Braun maybe joining up with the Fiend again? No, I don't think they would do that. That'd be like a weird conclusion to this yeah it would be i don't know we'll see we'll see how it goes i think we're gonna find out well i 
I don't even know. I, I'm talking out of my butt. I hope we find out a lot this week with the lead-up shows, with Raw and with SmackDown. Because, again, Payback is another pay-per-view that's coming next Sunday, which is just crazy, crazy to me. So I don't know what they're going to do um, leading up to the show. I hope they establish some good stuff, maybe some promos, I don't know. Um, just before, and we'll see. We'll see what the matches are like. Hmm. What do you see coming up for pay per view, or for the pay per view for Payback? Do, do you see any matches? I see some rematches. Yeah, I, I see maybe Banks and Oscar having a rematch for the belt. Yeah, I see maybe Fiend and Strowman, or uh-huh. you know, we'll have Roman versus Fiend. Yeah. Um, I could maybe see Orton versus Drew again. Uh huh. True. Because Orton be like. You didn't get me my bastard. Blah, 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 blah. Right, right. <laughs> Whatever he says. Yeah. <laughs> I um I hope I, I don't want it to be an exact replay. You know, it's kind of interesting with payback, because like you can see all these people who lost tonight saying this week, I want payback. Mm. And then they just rehash SummerSlam again. So I, I hope don't not. that I, would suck. Right. I'm hoping that won't happen, but we're probably going to get like you said those three matches for sure. Um also this weekend, you know, kind of side note was uh, I didn't watch it unfortunately, but NXT Takeover happened at the Performance Center. Um there were some, you know, storylines that moved in in a bunch of different stories, but one thing we did want to mention because they advertised it tonight was Keith Lee did lose the belt to uh Cross Christian Cross? Carrion Cross. Carrion Cross. Thank you. Carrion's been being it was has been built up for quite some time. I mean, he's a bad man. Mm-hmm. Um and they've they've built him up beautifully as a heel in NXT. So there was questions about what they were gonna do when Keith Lee lost the belt to him at TakeOver. And sure enough, he's gonna be on Raw. Um mm-hmm. Keith Lee's gonna be on Raw tomorrow. So Fingers crossed, knock on wood, everyone pray to the wrestling gods that they do well with Keith Lee and they don't go the route of other NXT peeps who Mm -hmm. are just blown in the wind right now. Right. Fingers crossed. So, we love Keith Lee. Shout out to Keith Lee. He's the best. He's limitless. He's just a bad man. Just bask in his glory. Yes, you do. That's all. Bask in his glory. (laughs) (laughs) See, are they going to play that when he comes out? I hope they do. I mean, you got to. They have to. I mean, they got plenty of recordings of it, so they got to pump it in there. So, overall, I thought it was a solid pay-per-view. Definitely, I I would say it's good. Like, a really good pay-per-view. I was happy with how the matches went. Some of the matches that I thought were going to be bad actually turned out really great. And I, I think the move into that arena, I'm, I'm glad they did it. They did it and they were able to pull it off because I don't know. I think I'm getting a little tired of the performance center. Yeah, you got to switch it up. It's just, and, and I'm glad they were able to use it, obviously, because they had, an, you know, emergency. What You know, they couldn't do anything else. Yeah. But I'm glad they're able to at least still maintain social distancing and not have fans in the arena, but make it work virtually. Um we got to work on Thunderdome. <laughs> I, I, I just, I don't know. Whatever. That that name's fine. What? So, overall thoughts before overall, we move on to Overall DC thoughts, stuff. really solid show. Like, I don't really have any, like, huge complaints as far as, like, how the matches went. Like, mm-hmm. everything was clean. 
I mean, there are a few little botches here and there, but they like yeah. it was such a small like snippet. Like the overall matches ended well. Yes. Yes. Um, and just continuing that storytelling, and that's huge for me right now. Mm-hmm. Is like just how the storytelling goes with the matches and the characters. Yes. Yeah. I. You know, one thing about fans not being there. You know, if you botch, you hear it. So. It's almost a blessing when there's a mistake and you don't hear the fans go, oh, and then start chanting CM Punk or whatever, you know, they do just to annoy wrestlers. So, um, we're going to try and watch Payback next week. We'll see. Maybe we have to watch it separately and then record. I don't know. We'll see what the wives say. Um, Again, it was very unexpected when it said payback pay-per-view next sunday like excuse you wwe yeah, how like, dare I, you i knew it was going to be soon just because things that i had seen online from yep. like other people was like there's going to be some reason to lead up to it and maybe we'll see that on raw or smackdown right exactly exactly right well make sure to let us know what you thought uh let us know on our social media pages if you liked SummerSlam. Did you think things could be improved? Uh, we would love to hear your thoughts. Well, the, what we wanted to wrap up the show with tonight is some thoughts about DC Fandom. Fandom, brother. Another Fandom. <laughs> Another <laughs> dome. What is the deal with Thunderdome and Fandom? Anyway, Saturday from a 12-hour stream, I think it was. was it, I thought it was 24 hours. No. So no? it was going to be 24 hours. And then they ended up changing their mind and they split it where they had a bunch of panels on Saturday, which we're going to talk about right now. And then sometime in September is going to be the next one, which I'll, um, you know, let me, let me, let me bring it up real quick. Um, because yeah, they were going to do it. And then I think they kind of decided to, it's, it's almost like they kept the movie and, um, like the movie, video game, TV, um, universe, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Okay. They had that stuff on Saturday. And so I'm assuming, and I'm probably going to be wrong. Um, call me out on it if I'm wrong. But <laughs> I'm assuming the next one is going to be um, more maybe comics related. So we'll kind of, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. So it was, um, it, it was a very different but well put together panel, um, I, which I thought was very cool. So we there's a lot of trailers. There's a new Wonder Woman 1984 trailer. There's some trailers for um, upcoming movies, uh, Suicide Squad, Black Adam. Even though I guess it was more concept art, it wasn't really a full at fle- you know full fledged trailer. But still saw some interesting footage from that. Um, from the TV shows, you know, The Flash showed off their trailer for the next season. Uh, we got some video game news from WB Montreal and from obviously from Rocksteady um, talking about Suicide Squad um, video game. Uh, and then ended with the Batman teaser uh, trailer. Uh, so there was uh, a lot of action. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot going on. That happened on Saturday's stuff. Um Overall, because, you know, we unfortunately don't have time to talk about every single thing. Um, what stood out to you the most, or at least from what you saw, what are you most excited about in terms of D- the upcoming DC projects? Things I'm probably most excited about. I'm excited for the Suicide Squad game. Just watching that and just, you know, seeing that Suicide Squad humor. Or like, oh, man. 
Okay, we gotta do a job. All right, let's go have some fun. It's just fun for them, even though they know if they don't do it, their head gets blown off because that's the concept for Suicide Squad. <laughs> and just seeing, if you haven't seen the trailer, spoiler alert, you know, they're they're out there and they're supposed to be, you know, attacking, assassinating someone. And they're like, oh, we took out all the goons. And, you know, you see this helicopter pilot is being held up and they're like, oh, it's Superman, he's here to help. And he just eviscerates this you know pilot and you know captain boomerang comes back in and they're all like he's like who are we supposed to kill and they all look at him and look up at superman and you just kind of like oh crap it just got real <laughs> so it's like you know you're not sure what's going on with the question like you know did this justice league go bad are they brainwashed is it like an alternate universe like yeah. what and you know outside of that obviously the batman trailer just goosebumps yes yes like because it's a different take and you know my initial thought was really the guy from twilight yeah that's right lots of sparkly sparkly skin jokes um (laughs) on that before you talk about batman i just want to jump in real quick and say that um just some interesting tidbits because there's a lot of rumors about this but more confirmation that this is going to be um a one to four player co-op game you can play the game single player if you want to. It's set in the Arkham series universe, which is interesting because um, Deadshot may have changed races. But anyway, mm-hmm. I'm sure they're going to explain that. Um, they're looking for a release date of 2022, so we do have a few years before it comes out. Um, but yeah, I agree. Just uh, just the humor of the trailer was amazing. Um, hearing uh, Bombs Over Baghdad. Oh. For the for the soundtrack, man, that song um, takes me back. Yes, it does. That was just ooh, beautiful. Um, lots of humor, and it'll just be kind of interesting as they release more gameplay footage. How they'll incorporate it? It sounds like it's going to have a lot more gunplay than what we're used to in the Arkham series. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely one of my highlights for sure. Okay, so anyway, the Batman, Matt Reeves, directing. He did the Planet of the Apes, a bunch of other really good stuff. Yeah, you watch the trailer. Yes. It is weird seeing Robert Pattinson, yes. for sure, but what do you think? But, like, seeing him in the suit and just kind of, you know, a different take on it. Yeah. I think they were saying, you know, you get to see more of, like, the detective side of Batman yes. in this one because it's, what, year two? Year two. So it's so, not an origin. Correct. He's already, a, you know, still in the beginning phases of his, you know, crime-fighting career. That's right. The The director in the beginning, he had a lot to say about the project. project. It was kind of cool watching him and his being in the interview before the trailer came out. Um, kind of talked about it being, you know, kind of a crime noir type movie. Um, which, hey, that's what Batman does. He solves crimes. You know, yes. he's not just beating up the bad guys, but he does amazing detective work. Um, Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon. Oh, just as beautiful. I... I absolutely love it um we got to see catwoman in there too you saw catwoman in in her suit but you know who that was yep you knew exactly just kind of from the the um burglar mask that she was wearing Mm -hmm. the the ears kind of on the side yes you're like ah yes catwoman um the guy with the chubby cheeks everyone's saying that was colin farrell as penguin oh right okay so the he's the one in the trailer if you haven't seen the teaser yet you need to watch it it is awesome um, you know, he's like, oh, this guy's nuts. Um, or this guy's crazy. You know, so he's going to be, we don't know, you know, how, what kind of role he's going to play in, but at least he's going to be in there. Um, pretty sure Riddler is going to be the main baddie. 
which I'm excited for. Paul Dano as a Riddler, I think it's going to be incredible. He he plays unhinged, you know, bad guys pretty well. Um, the suit looks awesome. Ugh, um, so good. You know, Batman beating up the thug. <laughs> and saying I'm vengeance like ooh good stuff and it was cool I, I appreciated that it wasn't I'm vengeance you, yeah you know, it wasn't the, the Christian Bale dark right. <laughs> it was you know it's gonna be Matt Reeves and Robert Pattinson's take on Bruce Wayne and on Batman and I appreciate that uh, Batmobile I know some people were not a fan of it. I loved it. Yeah, I think that's definitely a little more realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, just overall, the teaser was perfection for me. And I am way, way excited I'm on about board. it. Um, you know, COVID halted production. So, you know, obviously next year, that's the goal. Maybe holiday next year if they have time. Okay. Um, but anyway, I'm definitely going to see it. And I have... You know, I try not to get my hopes up just in case, but it's really hard not to get my hopes up. Um, what else did you like about um, about the the uh, fandom? Uh, fandom. Sorry. From what I could I, see, because you know, of course, everything awesome that I want to watch and do happens when I'm at work. Obviously. But it was cool seeing, like, you know, the cinematics for Black Adam, and yes, you know, having The Rock doing the storytelling, kind of setting the tone for it. And, you know, the concept art for his costume, I think it looks really good. Yes, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. And they announced that members of the Justice Society of America is going to be in it, which I am very excited for. Yes, you get Hawkman, Uh Dr. Fate, Cyclone, who I don't know too much about. Right. Wasn't there another one? Yes. Um, 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 Adam Smasher. Yes. Right, which the actor who plays Adam Smasher... He's been in a bunch of Netflix movies. Um, anyway, I think he's a solid actor. We'll see. We'll see All how right. it goes. One thing that you get with with The Rock not only starring in your in your film is you get someone who is 100% PR behind the film. Oh, so yeah. hearing him talk, it's just like you're automatically on board because he's like, yeah, I'm excited about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, whatever you say, Rock. You know, he could be lying out of his teeth and it's just like, I don't care. It's I'm excited. The he's Rock pumped. Said it. Let's I'm go. Pumped. <laughs> exactly. He, he, he said, smell what I'm cooking with Black Adam. And I said, yes. <laughs> you and you said, Shazam! <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was exciting. Even though it was just concept art, um, that was pretty exciting. Um, a couple things from my end. You know, you mentioned, obviously, all the great stuff, which th- those panels were awesome. Um, seeing the trailer and the gameplay for Gotham Knights is very cool. That's the project that WB Montreal is working on. And it's set in another Batman universe where... Batman gets killed and he calls on, in a recorded message, he calls on Nightwing, Robin, Red Robin, a Red Hood, sorry, Red Hood and Batgirl to help, you know, defend Gotham. That's going to be, um, op- you know, one to two player co-op game. It looks like from the gameplay, because we actually saw gameplay, which yes. I was very surprised. Um, from the gameplay, it looks like there's some kind of RPG elements um, to seeing the footage some of the goons that they fought had like levels on them. You know, it had like a health bar and it said mm-hmm. 10. So it, I'm sh- assuming as you're going through the game and as you're leveling up and progressing, that might unlock other areas. Or in some cases, maybe you're not strong enough to do certain missions. And so Tag you have to team. Up. Exactly. Yeah, co-op is the way to go. Obviously, that's going to be awesome. Um, 
confirmed Dr. Freeze. There's going to be some storyline with Dr. Freeze and Court of Owls. In you Gotham really Knight. just say Dr. Freeze. Did I say Dr. Freeze? It's not Dr. Freeze. It's Mr. Freeze. Whatever. He's a doctor, though. Come on now. He's a doctor. I know, but that's not what his villain Don't matter. is. So I'm right. Hey, get it right. Something. I am right. How dare you? Mr. Dr. Freeze. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. Sorry. Dr. Victor Freeze, a.k.a. Mr. Freeze. Is that better? That is better. Thank you. I appreciate All right. you. Gosh, man. Why do I talk about DC with you? Uh, <laughs> I'm very hard to please. I know. That is very true. Uh, gameplay, I think you saw at least the trailer for it. I'm not sure if you watched the... It was like an 18-minute gameplay trailer. But looked very interesting. Um, so I'm excited. 2021 release date for Gotham Knights, which is great. Can't wait to jump into that. Um, we got a bit of a teaser trailer for Suicide Squad from James Gunn. So we saw all the obscure villains that are going to be a part of the Suicide Squad. And, you know, you, we they showed off like maybe two minutes of behind the scenes footage, which was pretty good. Um... It looks action-packed. It looks awesome. Very different from the first movie. Thank goodness. Um, <laughs> I think... That's how you really feel. Oh, gosh. Suicide Squad was bad. The very first movie was horrible. Um, this one, I think, is going to be way better. Uh, it just... You, you got to trust James Gunn to, to do his thing. The minute they showed the teaser trailer, though, the biggest thing that stood out to me was the comics-accurate costumes that they're going to have. So, Polka Dot Man is in a white costume with polka dots, just like the comics. Um, Javelin is also blue and yellow, <laughs> like Spandex comics. So, there, there was a... That was cool. I really, really appreciated that. And there were some obscure villains in there that, spoiler alert, they're probably going to die. But Harley Quinn, I think she's going to be safe. And King Shark. It's the year of King Shark, baby. King Shark's going to be in the Suicide Squad video game. He's going to be in Suicide Squad movie. It's beautiful. I'm okay with this, too. Do you like King Shark? I do. You better. You better. I better? Yeah. Wow. I, he's going to be... He's in our lives now. I mean, that's fair. I mean, he. you know, he was in the Flash season, but then he was also... I guess, apparently, the Harley Quinn cartoon is really funny, and he is very funny in that series. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, the next event is going to be September 12th, and they're calling it DC Fandom Explore the Multiverse. So, again, I kind of think that's going to be more comics-based. You know, there's a lot of multiverse stories kind of going on right now. There's an event going on right now in DC. Um, the, the DC Metal, you know, sequel is going on right now, dealing a lot with multiverses. Um, you know, we might see some other panels for TV shows and things like that. Um, but other than that, though, um, I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be good. Bring on the goods. Yes, the production value I thought was really nice. They did an excellent job with all the panels. Um, the dome itself was kind of goofy that they showed the graphic dome, quote-unquote dome. But whatever. That's fine. They did. They, you know, companies are stepping up in this COVID world and doing a really remarkable job. So, again, let us know what you thought about DC Fandom on our social pages um we liked it a lot there's a lot to love and a lot to get excited about especially for the future of dc and i'm excited for september to see what else they got going on so anything you want to add we want some mo we want some mo we want some mo yes sir yeah yes, we sir. want the smoke oh yes we do street profits profits wanted the smoke 
they got the smoke. And they got the smoke as they retained. (laughs) (laughs) Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for tonight's episode. We're really happy that you could enjoy or join us tonight. Uh, Let us, you know, listen to us talking about WWE and DC. Um, Obviously, we're big fans of both. So, very good weekend for a nerd, I think, for wrestling nerds everywhere. I'm a happy nerd this weekend. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Um, we would love to hear your thoughts. Um, let us know what you thought about uh, SummerSlam, if you watched it, um, if there were any panels or anything exciting that you liked um, about DC Fandom. Please go ahead and let us know on our socials. I mean, let us know how handsome Robert Pattinson is. It's fine. You know, he, he had... We get it. We get it. And... I'm about to cough. <coughs> oh, man, I've been holding that in. Okay. He's Rona free, I promise. Woo! Sorry about that, y'all. Um, anyway, we would love to hear your thoughts about what you thought about SummerSlam as well as DC Fandom. Let us know what you got excited for. Are you excited for the next pay-per-view? Are you excited for the next DC Fandom uh, multiverse panel show that they got going on in September? Let us know on Twitter or on Facebook. We're at EnterCodePod or on Instagram at EnterCodePodcast. Or leave us a voicemail on Anchor.fm so we can include it into the show. Um, That's all we have for tonight. John, anything you want to add? Um, That's not my name anymore. Oh, gosh. Super handsome. Uh, I I forgot the rest. (sighs) Super handsome chosen one. Come on. It's not that hard. (sighs) Super handsome chosen one. Is there anything you want to add? Nope. That's all I got. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) After all that, you have nothing anyway. I just wanted to end with you saying that. I'm good. Oh, my gosh. Have a great week, everyone. We love you. Thank you so much for your support, and we'll see you next time. Have a good one. Peace. Peace out.